Good evening, everybody, and welcome in this almost snowy evening to the studio. Then, listening to the Tangents podcast with Colleen and Mike. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Good evening, my sir. I am quite all right. How about you? <sighs> almost good, Mike. Almost good. Again, it's one of those nights when guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We're tired. We're tired <laughs> again. Again, <laughs> we're always tired. Yeah. But the cool thing is, we got our first snow of the winter, and it's already gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I discovered recently that I love the word "bobolashka." The word "the bobolashka." Yeah. The fuck does the word "bobolashka" mean? What is it? Is it "bobolashka"? Yeah, yeah. It's "bobolashka." It's like the word I use for when it snowed, and now it's like one or two degrees over zero, like and plus. And now it's starting to kind of melt, and it's all uh, mushy. Mushy. Well, it's not the snow; it gets really muddy as yeah. fuck. And that mud that's kind of like still has like a very thin layer of snow over it, but it's clearly not frozen. You can like step on it, and it goes like, and your shoes get all dirty and muddy and shit. That's bobolashka. Bobolashka. I see. And I just, I just love the way it rolls off the tongue. Bobolashka. <laughs> Sounds like a good word. I like it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, today's episode brought to you by words. <laughs> Romanian non-popular words. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know which one I've recently had to Google again to see what it means? Vagina. Now I still know what that is. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> I, I see your face every other day. Wow. wow. All right. <laughs> Woo, shots fired. Got there. De acurmezișul. De acurmezișul. De acurmezișul. What I think I know what it means, but I don't want to seem like an idiot on the internet. So please do explain. The way I always remember it, and I think it still still holds, is going in a diagonal way to something that not not mm. straight, but just in a diagonal way. You mean like literally, like on the map or like yeah, walking? Yeah, decrement issue, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. What I would have said would have been to sort of like go around something, like go around the bush. Yeah, I see. I, I get your point. Hmm. But nah, it's just diagonal. Today's episode brought to you by the dictionary. <laughs> by the Romanian dictionary, Dex. Dex. Mm. Or Doom. It will be cool if you could say that this episode is brought to you by Doom. Doom. Well, it's, yeah, it's Dom, but two O's, so it's basically it's Doom. Doom. But that, which one's that one? So we have Dex and Dom. And Dex is like dictionary explicative, so dictionary based. The one that what everyone knows is dictionary. Uh, Doom is the dictionary. A game. <laughs> it's a video game. It's a cool video game, <laughs> yeah. as I've been told. Uh, but as a dictionary is the orthopedic, ortho something. It's not orthopedic. Sure orthopedic means something else. Yeah, it's, like it's basically the one that tells you how you're supposed to write words and conjugate verbs and everything. Grammar. It's a grammar dictionary. It's a grammar dictionary because we need one of those because we're that fucking cool or whatever. No, we don't. Oh, we definitely I mean. don't. It's basically every year when it comes out, just more misspelled words are now okay. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I remember from grade school. Hmm. It's a good point. Colleen, would you like to tell everyone what the fuck happened to you this week? <laughs> well, as a abrupt change of topic. Well, it was not this week. Thank you for remembering. It was last week. It was oh, on yeah, Friday. Shit. It was on Friday. Uh, well, 
whoever listened to the previous episode probably remembers, but I mentioned that I broke my back like a smart batty, panty boy that I am. Yes, we did mention. Did we mention that? We I did, did mention, mention that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just in the beginning. Oh, all right. Because Miss Starr decided to ask me to take my your line of asking me how I am, and I just decided to actually tell her, tell her, instead oh. of just saying good. So I was completely rude and tell her about my problems, and I broke my back. Well, funny thing is that that episode is gonna go after this episode. So technically, in the next episode, you mentioned the thing that you explained in the previous episode, but that's fine. No. You'd think I have the agenda for this podcast, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think that we've got things figured out after 14 or 15 episodes. Not so. <laughs> Midway to the second season, now you know. Karin has no idea what he's still doing. <laughs> Neither do I, dude. I have fucking <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. We just had a meeting, which is a very improperly called a meeting, because it's just you and me sitting here but not hitting record, where we just discussed how we're going to market our podcast yeah and we did already did that and now we did it again so we didn't want to repeat ourselves yeah. basically we just wasted an entire episode well it could have been funny because people would have known how short fused you are i am you know what i tried really hard to be tolerant for the first half hour and then half hour passed and then i think i mentioned we've been talking about this fucking thing for half an hour god fuck that <laughs> um yeah it's just, i don't know yeah, I'm annoying. I can, yeah, I can, I can very well be annoying. I you know it. Can be, but sometimes I, I actually choose to be. This is an interesting point, is it? Because yeah, you you can be annoying, but it's not you that annoyed me. It's the fact that I just realized that I'm so much so into improvising and doing things on the spot. They like I hate planning. It just, I just. It's just so annoying. Like, I hate sitting down and having like, how are we going to do this and this and that? And it's like, dude, just throw shit at me and then I'll figure out on the spot how to fix it and then I'll move on with my life. Um, I definitely can understand that. I also, just, also prefer this way of approaching yeah. things. But I guess it's bad for again, business, but... You yeah, know. exactly. Well, it's... I mean, I it, has its, it has, definitely has its place, right? Yeah. Because we still have unscripted at least one episode in this podcast. But mm -hmm. then again, we still try to keep to a schedule and a timeline and whatever yeah. so that people know what to expect. So we have to have some sort of responsibility and accountability. Yeah. I talked with the a few days ago, I talked with someone who's going to be on the podcast. Um, and he was like, oh, should I what should I prepare like this and this and that? And I'm like, dude, fucking I don't, uh, you know. <laughs> that's the, that's the that best was, way of describing it. Of like, I felt the burp coming in. I was like, you know what? This is good timing because I don't fucking plan anything. I just just go in like, okay, we mentioned this. We we have like five minutes before each recording session where we're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? And then we like say free words or something. And we're like, all right, let's go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And, and we're probably we, never going to reach those ever again. Well, sometimes. Well, the way I put it to... Whenever I ask somebody to do the podcast, then nobody actually takes the invitation because my friends cannot speak proper <laughs> yeah. English. We talked about this before. God damn it! Today as well. <laughs> that like, yeah, because Colleen's... Well, I don't think you were actually frustrated, but you were talking sort of about like, oh, I need to go and 
sort of convince. Yeah, I was gonna say coerce, but I guess co- convince is a better word. Yeah, <laughs> just go, go with convince. Meet up with this person and have a you know have grab a coffee or whatever and talked about them and see if they want to be on the podcast. Where I'm just like, hey yo, motherfucker, you want to be in the podcast? And they're like, all right. And then it happens. And then I made the joke. Well, I was like, because I I didn't. Again, you weren't frustrated necessarily, but I was like, why don't you invite your fucking friends? And you were like, no, my friends don't speak English. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not my fault, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, and you had the advantage that all of your friends that you brought already had some sort of way of putting them out there. Well, so they're not yeah, that, I guess. that not, they're not that camera or microphone shy. I did try to convince a special someone uh, to, to, to come on the podcast, and they were like, oh, no, I'm camera shy. And I'm like, you live stream i was gonna say for a living not for a living but as a hobby like what the fuck i'm guessing the because we talked about it right and I, i'm guessing the only point that the, this makes sense right because mm-hmm. it's just a microphone and no camera and the, this person is used to having both is maybe they have more control when they're doing it by themselves yeah probably and when you bring them in here they're two <laughs> dumb fucks they're gonna talk to you we and you don't know what they're gonna so throw at you predictable yeah <laughs> That is, that is true. I think that's why the episode with Kodruts was so funny because we're two idiots, three idiots. Well, we are two idiots who are unpredictable, and he's a very sort of neurotic, cool kind of guy, very knowledgeable, not a not a thing. So he's like very snappy and like, oh yeah, no, no, this, this, and this and that. And then we're just kind of poking the bear, <laughs> the bear. But you can definitely, you can definitely notice that the guy is really comfortable with sitting oh, in front yeah. of a microphone and just oh, yeah. talking his mouth off. Oh yeah, 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 just like us, more or less. I mean, I think uh, didn't he started doing this sort of things even earlier than us? Oh, a lot Way earlier. Right? He so yeah, he has the ears to back channel. it up. Yeah, yeah, he has exactly he has the experience. And that definitely that, yeah. has been shown. Yeah, um, I appeared on camera a few times. Yeah, you did. You recorded a commercial once. Yeah, that, uh, that was not the thing I was thinking about. But yes, you are correct. No, I just want to mention that. I also, <laughs> like, I think the only one, one time I appeared in a commercial was a Sunflower Seeds commercial. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know about. Ladies and gentlemen, everything Kalina said so far, I mostly knew about or was talked previously in different circumstances. This, however... I do not know. Well, it's not that big of a deal. I was an extra, basically, in a Sunflower Seeds what? commercial. Yes. What? When? Uh, what the fuck? I'm learning school. things about you. Holy shit. I had the life before you knew me. No, you didn't. No, I didn't, because you knew me way back then. You just never <laughs> said it, asshole. Look, dude. I was too cool. Definitely. <laughs> you were like ninth grade. I was like 12th grade. I was with a band and shit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, ninth yeah, grade. Right. Look at me now, no, chilling with the big boys. How <laughs> 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 do we put it at some point? We went, was it last Christmas? I mean, 2019 Christmas when we were. Did uh, I give you my heart? Yes. <laughs> last Christmas I gave you. Is that and, the way the song goes? Yeah. Okay. And the very next day, you t- t- took it away or something. Give it away. Gave it away. Oh, I didn't. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I still have it. I'm sorry. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Last two years ago, Christmas, we went out to with a friend of ours, which came to visit. She moved. I think she moved to a different county. She came back here in Arad. In Arad and what? You and me? Yes. Two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Oh, definitely not 
last year, not 2020. It was I think it was 2019. And then we went to Kaif and Arad. And it was basically oh. people of your generation of high oh, school. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, okay. And I then know. I had this this moment when I told you, like, well, fucking hell. It's I remember. five years after I graduated, then look at me chilling with the big boys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're finally cool on the high school playground now. <laughs> uh, too bad I we never go to the high school anymore. Do you ever have that thing when you want to go back to high school and just see how everything changes or your teachers or whatever prof professors and show them this is what came out of you you know what just as a short parenthesis to that i love how when you said that my mind was like what the fuck how many levels deep of tangents were we and what the fuck were we talking about let's roll back so we can finish the story that we promised we were going to say before sunflower seeds i remember it it's a yeah fun. and then you said that and while you were saying it i was thinking that and then when you finished your finger and i was like yeah you're right it's like <laughs> my mind just went like <laughs> complete erased and i'm like yeah you're right you know what I, I you do have a point there about the teachers and everything that you said um not really so i had it i actually had that a hundred percent right after i graduated because well not right after i graduated high school but the year after when i went to london uh, and it was before i went to london but after i applied and i went i used to go like in my first year of university i used to come visit romania a lot because i was obviously i was unemployed so there's not much point in me staying here during the holidays and i was thinking you were homesick but yeah he was just unemployed no. uh well yeah uh, and poor <laughs> but i came that's back. why you spend money on airplane tickets well uh and i'd actually visit my high school quite often and meet up with teachers and be like oh yeah london's great and this and that and i remember my physics teacher you know him yeah i know um him. he He's such a fucking cool guy. He's the one who do, who was organizing all the cool experiments. Yes, he's who was I was cool not guy. wise enough to join in because he would yeah. take you out of classes just to do these cool physics things. Oh, I did, I did, and yeah, did. You told me about awesome. a thing. Yes. We we went there. Tell everybody about the raft. We launched a high school mate on a raft on a lake because we were trying to. We were on this like God. We're like a million tangents deep. Uh, we so this physics teacher. We were in a physics project thing with him and we were trying to play around and build uh energy efficient motors or whatever the fuck i don't know i'm not good at physics i was i was the guy with the with the charisma and the, the talk and the like yeah here's what we're gonna do and i had to like rehearse the science behind it because i was really bad at physics <laughs> you were like, you were the dumb spokesperson i was i was 100 that person Still so anyway, to, to finish that story we built this raft with a motor and we we had to test it, so we put the skinniest one in our group, who's <laughs> now a doctor, by the way. We put him on the raft and just launched him. And we're like, all right, bye. And we took pictures of him. <laughs> um, quick parenthesis about me being the the dumb guy with the good presentation skills. Please, there was a physics symposium where we presented like the the science of all these experiments that we did. And at some point, I was I was like I wasn't reading off the powerpoints because back then I knew how to fucking present off a powerpoint, right? So don't at me, bitch. But I did point something out, and it was, it was something about the wind power in the highest point in our county, Narad. Okay. Uh, and it was like, oh yeah, and the whatever speed is, uh, I don't know, seventy kilometers an hour, let's say, or something, right? Some number. And then so, that was the only time during that presentation someone asked, like the pub, the, the 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 judges asked me, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, was that uh, average speed or maximum speed? 
and I just fucking froze. I was like, <gasps> I, I don't even know what that means. Well, I knew what that meant, but I was like, I, because I rehearsed it and I didn't. You, I was shit at physics. I understood what I know what the fucking wind speed is, but I didn't know you in just this context. took the facts by heart. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know in this context. I didn't like understand what I was saying. I didn't know like, oh yeah, because the average speeds or something, you could produce energy of this or that, right? I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, what, eleventh grade or some shit, or twelfth grade. Uh, and I you was, was like, taught by then you knew what average means well <laughs> lo and behold <laughs> and i just i was like i was desperately looking in the room for someone to like you know like when somebody you're, when you're, show me yeah somebody <laughs> tell me something and, and, and someone was like just kind of like did the eh, the so-and-so sign and i was yeah. like average and they're like oh okay thank you and then he took notes and i was like oh as okay. as if Ooh. the judge would knew what the average wind speed in that was well that's the thing he wanted to know and i had no idea if it was the average or the maximum and i was like um okay <laughs> i don't uh it's on the slide but uh, i don't want to turn back <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yes physics let's go back uh physics we Perfect got the features because of yes so I I was talking about how I came back from London to visit and I met up with this teacher in the hallway and he was like, ah, perfect. I was just like, oh, hello, how are you? And he's like, oh, it's you, perfect, come with me. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, uh, cool. <laughs> and he was like, come with me to, I have this class right now and you know, how all the teachers are like, oh, this class is blah, 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 bad mouthing the class or the students or whatever. And I was like, oh, come, come with me and, and talk to them about life. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay cool let's just come in it so happened that in that class was uh my neighbor from arad okay like he was yeah. he was in our school and he was my like next like across the street neighbor we, we weren't very close friends but we knew each other right we knew each other by name and we talked occasionally um and we met up when we were going out or whatever and he was there and i was like oh okay okay at least i know one familiar face and I didn't really know what he wanted me to say, so I just kind of went in. I just winged it, which is, as we talked at the beginning of the episode, I'm really good at winging it and improvising. I'm shit at planning. So I just went in, and the uh, teacher's like, oh, you may know him, blah, blah, blah. He's in London. He's here to talk to you about stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. I don't have stuff with me. <laughs> um, so I was like... Okay, I'm assuming y'all want to know about university. and No, I think I started with like, okay, what grade are you? And they were like 11th or 12th grade. And I was like, okay, so did y'all prepare for, uh, you know, picking universities and stuff like that? And we sort of got a little bit of chit-chat. I'm already picturing how you went full text and text and at them like, have y'all prepared for <laughs> university, boy? Have y'all prepared? How great are y'all? 11th? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right all right all right uh but no we, we started hit it off like that and then i was like okay well look i went to london and so and so and they just kind of became wide-eyed and you're like oh whoa tell us, tell us more and you know you had you always have those kids at the back right always have those kids at the, the one back. with a big mouth yeah the ones who are like i don't know throwing paper balls or like doing stupid shit being loud and noisy airplanes playing cards yeah exactly it was Eating so interesting what because <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna. Okay, <laughs> there's uh, a story about that. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to it. Um, basically, I started rambling about the process of applying for UCAS and or UCAS or whatever fuck it's pronounced. You know, the, the the thing you apply to go to study abroad, and no, uh, well, whoever I'm a dumb fuck. I study in Romania. Whatever. There's this website. There's this one website where you apply to go study anywhere in Europe, and it's called UCAS. Okay, so you bore them basically. 
Well, that's the thing. I told him about that and the process and what it's like there and how I already had half a semester, well, a, a semester of half a year of experience studying a university in Romania. And then I made a few correlations and I told them examples and like how it was there and how it was in London and stuff. And I, so again, you know, you have the kids in the back, you know how, at least in Romania, you always had that someone who came in to talk about something during a class. Like, yeah. I remember we had someone from like the bank come in and tell us like, oh, you can get your student, whatever, government money for being a kid for your bank and this is how you start or whatever or you know some someone come in and try to sell us stuff you know you know what i'm talking about uh, just right? basically paying your university taxes by getting a loan what no or is no, it no, a scholarship no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about high school in high school yeah you know you had during a class somebody who came some in, yeah. random person would come in to try and sell you a bank card or like a stranger like yeah, a stranger yeah, yeah, that yeah. talked to the teacher yeah, before they're like can i come in and present to your students this or that or opportunity for students or whatever you know, we had that, and you know that no one ever, fo- like, you paid attention for, like, 10 minutes, and then they you don't. spend, like, half you an just hour. Don't. And no one gives a shit about those people. Some rando comes in trying to tell you about how to make a bank account when you're, like, in 10th grade. Like, no one fucking cares, and I was aware of that, and I was so fucking impressed. Everyone, everyone, including the kids at the back, were fucking wide-eyed, hunched over the table, just, like, paying super close attention to me and asking, like, the kids at the back were asking me questions, the kids at the front asking me questions. They were all super involved. They were all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, nodding and taking notes and shit. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Please, mister, tell us about the world. It was amazing. And there was this one girl at the front who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. We're talking. Like, she asked me, like, a really specific question. I'm like, wow, have you, do you know about this? She's like, yeah, yeah I've already applied. Uh, for next year and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's, this is fucking great. I love you guys. You guys are fucking great. And it was, it was really awesome. It was, see, I always wanted to be that guy who will come in in a random class from a teacher I knew when I was friends with and talk to the, to the people, to the students. Well, did you go visit your high school after Uh, graduated? I did once, I think. I remember, I just, that's the one time I remember doing it, but I didn't went into visit my high school mm. there was this i was in first year of university so i just graduated one year ago and i had this girl i had a really deep crush on <laughs> obviously so of i took i i actually was with some friends we were watching movies i slept in and i woke up at like 6 a.m or something to get the first train ever to get i think it was a friday or something roughly shout out yeah but like that's one one hour or something yeah like on, on the way there on the train i fell asleep <laughs> every chance i had like I, I remember waking up three times and always checking where am i looking at the window okay i know that tree we're not there yet yeah <laughs> i'm falling asleep again wake up where are we okay sleep again okay. <laughs> it's just like that so then i get to the high school i meet what up we meet up with this girl and she had a french lesson so wait oh so you had the crush on this girl who was younger than you and still in high school yeah i right? think After i was first year of university and she was 12 or something yeah, yeah. okay okay and you went to see her in the high school. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and lo and behold, she had a French lesson. Because mm-hmm. I got it in there when it was break time. Yeah. But uh, me and that particular French teacher, we were quite a good friends. Okay. Because of a <laughs> silly story. <laughs> what was it? Let me remember. <laughs> there were two things that tied up the friendship between me and this uh, French teacher. Your penis and her vagina. <laughs> I wished. <laughs> oh, really? Was she hot? 
Someone, yeah, like just in case she doesn't, yes, I'll say yes. Oh shit! Okay, is she a listener? I don't think so. God, I hope she is. God, I I'm hope no, she is. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laura, if you were listening to this, sorry. Oh. Hello, Laura. <laughs> so, uh, hey man, maybe you just increased your chances now. Maybe. <laughs> If Laura's husband's listening to this, sorry again. Please tell me if you want me to edit this part. <laughs> I'll just say I'm and when please, we end it. Please tell me not to edit it so that we have the snippet <laughs> of me saying that to edit and not, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so there were two things, right? The first one was during one of our, my French classes, there was this text we had to study and was taken out of a film, a French movie, whatever. Yeah. And... For some weird reason, I think I'm by that great French indie porn. <laughs> You're surprisingly close to it. <laughs> oh, I think you've told me the story. Okay, no, go on. So by that great, I don't, don't remember. It's probably eleventh or whatever. Yeah. So I, this is not the story of the girl we're talking about. No, this, this is, is my, you, how, how I got, got friend. How uh, I got friends with this teacher. Yeah. Um, I decided to watch that movie because I kind of was at a point of trying to learn French, so I did it and. Uh, just went to my room, watched the movie. Like, what if what can go wrong when watching a movie? Yeah. But if I if memory serves me, it was about this young girl, mm-hmm. could be minor, could be not minor, and this older guy who takes said young girl on a cruise ship mm. and somewhere in between they're they're fucking. Ooh. And my parents were home. Questionable. Yeah, and I had no idea I was this was gonna happen. I think at some point my mom Gets in the room while I'm watching this movie. And they always get in the room at the most erotic scene. Probably somewhere Ooh. close or something. And I had a computer. I didn't have a laptop so I can just close it and whatever. <laughs> it's just right there. And it was in the worst place possible because you open the door and you see straight in the monitor. Oh, boy. So I had to dodge that. I, I did. But then the second, the next French hour, I go to the teachers and, you know about that movie? I, I watched it. And what did you think? She asked. And I look at her and say, I jacked off 15 times. Could, could, could you... If, what would have killed you if you warned me not to watch it? Watch it with my parents <laughs> close by. Oh boy! So by that, after that, we were just friends. And there was one other moment when we had to. I don't remember what the exercise was, but I remember I spoke about something, some musician or artist we were listening to. Right. And for some weird reason, I talked about Carlos Santana. Hey. Because I am such a weird kid that I used to play World of Warcraft and listening to Carlos Santana in the background. And do breakdance. And also breakdance. Interesting yeah. combo. <laughs> Interesting combo. And she was also a fan and whatever, so we got friends. We got along. All right. A couple of times we talked. She always said she had she got along with... Uh, Guys that were into maths and science while she was more on a humanitarian part, whatever. Okay. We, we were friends. The humane sciences. Humane, that's what you were? Okay. Liberal arts. Liberal arts, thank <laughs> you. And now getting back to this, okay. so when I visit the high school uh, yep. to see this girl, mm-hmm. she had the French lesson and I get inside. I mean, another guy said, I... I see is the same teacher, and I said, "Can I join also?" And she said yes. And then we, I go in the back seat, and then we just talk. And nobody took care. Nobody cared about the French lesson. Okay. And she was cool enough not to uh, stop us for some weird reason. Mm. But then when the the uh, lesson was over and we wanted to go back to recess, she said, "Oh, no, hold up! I'm speaking to Kalina now." <laughs> and then we just stop there and speak. Uh, young lady, my turn. Exactly. To ride that dick. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry, Miss Whatever Teacher, if you're listening to this. I don't know you. I don't care. You could have known. Wait, did you I do? didn't do French. I did, did German. German. Okay, so, yeah, so you're safe. So this is the only thing that happened when I went to visit high school. Right. But it, the reason I'm bringing this up is because in the beginning of university, you had that option when you can study um, pedagogy, teaching. You can yeah. do a specific course that, that will allow you to, uh, to be a professor, basically. Right. So I was always considering, will this be worth it? Because it kind of felt cool to, cool to me to go back and have young kids listen to me and learn programming or whatever yeah, from me. Yeah. Luckily, I understood that there's no money in doing this. So I completely yeah, and never country. took it. Yeah. Yeah. Being a teacher is very underpaid. But I, I always dealt with this idea of what if I would go back and be the cool kid? <laughs> be the cool teacher, actually. Oh, right. Right. But that obviously never happened. Yeah. That's true. That reminds me of the topic we were supposed to talk about before we agreed upon talking when we, uh, before we started recording with the books thing. With the books thing. Yeah. I don't know why you said something about, oh, yeah. Cause you, okay. I remember why. Wow. What a weird train of thought. I, <laughs> you mentioned that she gave you like a movie to watch. Uh, and then I thought of my German teacher who gave us a book to read that right. then was turned into a movie, The Perfume. Okay. Uh, I and it. I read the book and then the movie came out and I watched it and it had like a bunch of sex scenes and my parents were there, but we were like, mm, whatever. What is it with language teachers showing <laughs> yeah, kids? I don't know. <laughs> Legal porn. Uh, well, uh, and then I remember like, oh, how interesting that like my teachers gave me books to read and your teachers gave you movies to read. Obviously, that's not true. I'm just sort of, a, you know, train of thought. Because everybody reads movies, right? <laughs> okay okay uh, and then that reminded me of the the book thing the the reading thing colleen would you care to, to explain to our listeners to our listeners so what what horrible horrible thing you said to me last week a horrible horrible <laughs> thing oh my god it was not related to his mother i swear wow okay it is it was related to his mother but i'm still waiting for the Good timing to make that joke again on on air. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He does have a really good joke about. It's a really bad joke. It's really bad. Thus, it's really good, and we're saving it for an opportune moment. I I, I don't know what which one that will be because I don't think we'll ever have a guest who will tell you something about your mother. I'm sure it'll come up in conversation. Yeah, but it has to be like they have to sass you about it. It's not just. We'll just invite Kudrutz again. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Uh, Why? He's a sassy kid. Didn't you record that when we talked to him and I said that I explained him the joke? I don't know. We'll, I'll make a snippet out of we'll it. We'll look it up. Yeah, if we'll look if it, up. it happened and if it's recorded, audience, you'll hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to it. Books. <clears throat> Books. I, had a, I have a question right now because I... Uh, full disclosure, I think of myself as a really slow reader. Same. Like a really slow reader. Same. Especially since I don't ever make the time to read. I Usually my reading times would be when I would be in an airplane. <laughs> Which doesn't happen at all, all often anymore. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I really miss airports. I really miss airports. But yeah. Yeah. So I never find the time to read, and whenever I do, I read really slowly. Like whenever I start reading, I maybe get 
20, 30 pages or something in and I read a couple of hours on them. Mm. As opposed to people who tell me that they read books in two days. That just never happened to me unless I dedicate my whole time to reading those bo- that book. So the question I brought up is, in today's age and society, is reading as a form of getting knowledge overglorified? What the fuck did I argue against that? You brought the argument about it's it's about training your brain, uh, about focus oh, and okay. paying attention, and also developing your uh, imagination. It's like maths in high school. You don't learn maths to be a mathematician. You learn maths because it creates pathways in your brain and helps you think in a different way, or in a, you know loosely said in a different way. Just True, but uh, this trains your brain. For the same argument, I would say just reading about things may help, but doing things will help even more. Yeah, but it's about the process. It's like, so new argument that I just remembered. Uh, After I learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube in high school, I wanted to learn how to do juggling. Right. Because I read somewhere that... uh, I can do both, so go on. We can have this conversation. cool. Uh, Knowing how to juggle in improves the wiring in your in the white matter of your brain so the 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 gray matter is the one that you think yeah and the white matter is the one inside it's like motor functions and shit like that right and like okay yeah and loosely maybe loosely okay okay fair i'm not a doctor or anything just an idiot but um learning how to juggle trains that part of like motor functions and the the white matter of your brain and reduces the risk of uh, Alzheimer's, yeah, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and shit like that. Okay, so that's and uh, and it's the it's the exact same. Well, it's even a better argument because knowing how to juggle will never ever help you in anything, but the fact that you know how to do it sort of, you know, helps your brain in some way is awesome. And the same with books. Like I'm saying, it's an even better argument because books actually help you. Regardless of whether you read all of them or a little bit, of them, there's still Im- actual information there. Juggling is like absolutely zero value, but le- reading a book has at least some value. Yeah, okay, but but then the process of it is much more, in my opinion, is much more important. Okay, but mind you, and everybody listening, we work in an environment where we have to read for a living a lot, right? So we're already doing this exercise of just going through letters and forming words and whatever, yes. right? And just for the sake of consuming ideas and learning about things, there's more pragmatic and faster ways of doing it, like videos, documentaries, yes, podcasts, but audiobooks back, even. I'll come back to the same argument I presented to you last week, which is we are in an environment where we read a lot, but we read a lot of very, very technical things, which are by no stretch of the imagination shit that you can just like jump in a hammock and read a fucking tech book. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not talking here about uh, fiction. And I told you this. Fiction is completely separate. I, I find that as a hobby, that's enjoyable. I can understand that. But just consuming information and getting uh, exposed to new ideas. So this includes technical books, technical books, books. Self, a lot of self-help books, especially since somebody put this idea in my head and I, can, I could never shook it off. Almost every self-help book out there could be resumed in one chapter. I love Simon Sinek, but that is a hundred percent applicable to his book. Start with why it is. It's that book is is awesome. But I read the like I've been following him. This is a short parenthesis. I'm sorry. 
I've been following him for years and watched most of his like talks on YouTube and TED Talks and shit like that. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to buy his book and I'm going to be cool. And I'm going to read him. And if uh, because I've seen all of his talks, that book ha- added absolutely zero value to anything that he's ever said live because it was just... Which uh, kind of in my in my head for a while made him seem like a fraud because he would talk the sh- same shit that he wrote in his book. So buying his book has basically no value of seeing his videos because he talks, he gives the exact same examples. He talks about the exact same things, and also the book itself is just what four or five maybe stories that are split into different chapters which talk about different things. But it's the same four or five stories recycled, but like. It uh, per chapter, it's a, like a different facet of that story, but it's the same four or five stories that are told. It's just like different aspects of the same story. Yeah, I have this. They just similar, repeat, and it's really boring. I have a similar thing with Chris Hadfield's book. Oh, really? Right. I never asked you how you what you thought of that book. So whoever doesn't know, you Chris, put that in Brighton, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a souvenir from Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hadfield is this Canadian uh, astronaut. Yep. Here's the one you probably the the guy with the mustache that you see on YouTube doing everything and from the ISS showing you how the zero one gravity sang works. The, the uh, that song, the Spaceman song, mm. the Grand Control to Major Tom song. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's the one. And he has what I would argue is the best talk I've ever witnessed. Okay. It's a TED talk, obviously. It's called "How I Went Blind in in Space." Oh, is it the water thing? The is, yeah, the water is, is that, that broke one? in a spacesuit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for spoiling it for everybody. Well, uh, well uh, I don't care. I've watched that thing, and after I saw it, I decided that's the best speech I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Probably. Wow. Okay. Thanks I mean, just douchebag. I d- definitely showed you that. Oh, one. Probably. We need to insist a lot for me to watch it. So that's your problem. Ah, you're right. This is your invitation <laughs> to watch it. Thank you. I mean, it probably won't. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there that would say the Charlie Chaplin's speech in the dictator. Thank you. That one's probably better, and definitely it feels it hits harder. But this one just is a normal speech, just like a talk. It's it's really good. Like I think it's the best. And whenever I show it to people, I tell them, if you can show me something that it's better, I will pay you. And nobody came back to <laughs> redeem the money, ever. What well, better than that TED talk? Yeah. Challenge considered, motherfucker. Okay. Audience out there, please do. Contact Colleen at Colleen Rodina or whatever the fuck at Instagram. (laughs) Okay. So then I had this friend who actually read his book and I also bought his book and I started reading it. And I think I am three quarters in. Oh, you haven't finished it. Okay. I haven't finished it. And it's probably one of the few books I haven't finished it before starting a new one. Mm. But basically, it's his entire story of how he became an astronaut, which is really cool. So just for the, that oh, wow. that part of the story, by all means, read it. It's good. Did he but join the Air Force? Obviously. That's, that's not that original. It's not that original. <laughs> that's how you do that. But I know. I'm the whole kidding. story is about being prepared and doing the extra work you need in order to succeed and be, um, what's the word? To thrive in, in circumstances. Oh, okay. Like the whole principle is that uh he talks about is that nasa won't prepare you just for how to do things they will prepare you and make you practice things going wrong yeah yeah. 
because you need to know that and you need how to do you need to know how to do this but just from that perspective if you take it as a self-help book the same idea is in that side, TED Talk. Mm-hmm. That's 15 minutes long, and you don't need to re- read 300 pages for that. If you want to read the whole story, then yeah, by all means, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. No, don't let this asshole don't ruin. Believing. So don't let this asshole ruin the book for you. It's really good. But what I'm saying is, the same idea, you could just pick it up in 15, 20 minutes, as opposed to me reading it in the course of a couple months. Mm. Because I'm a really slow reader. That's interesting. That's a, you know what? That's actually, I'll agree with you that that is actually a good point because back in the day, you'd read like talking strictly on um, mediums to share information, right? Right. Obviously, books are one of the oldest next to like spoken word, um, which is completely unreliable. But yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Um, so I get what you mean that you could extract. So this is just a train of thought, right? Go ahead. In, in this case, Chris Hadfield, you could watch his 15-minute video to get this awesome, cool speech and theme and idea. Or you could read his book, which is the same thing, but written over, like, what, three, 400 pages, right? Yeah, with a whole entire story attached to it. So but yeah. given the world we live in now and the social and economic shit that's going on in the world, it seems like... Because I don't, obviously, I don't know. So I could be very wrong on this, right? Because I don't know if he wrote the book and then maybe he made the TED Talk or whatever the fuck. But it seems like the book is sort of just an annex to that to give you more details. But if you like boil it down in a very cynical way, it's just marketing, right? It's just like, oh, but check out my 15 minute uh, video on TED about this cool thing. By the way, I wrote a book, so go ahead and buy it. You know, obviously, I'm not saying he's that kind of guy who'd come in and be like, buy my book. But, you know, as, a, as an idea, right? As well, an idea, yeah. that is a plausible situation, right? So given the mediums of gathering information, right? Back in the day, you would only have the book, right? Because the internet video. Yeah, you had no, no way of actually hearing him talk. Exactly. So, yes, I de- in, th- in this sort of circumstance, I do agree that, yes, if you have a better sort of option of getting the same information than reading it in the book, then reading the book just seems like media and marketing of like also pay this thing to read the shit that I already said somewhere in a video. Well, it's definitely not his case because this book no, is also... It, I mean, just use that. Yeah, yeah no, no, but, yeah. Uh, but I want to uh, mm-hmm. take this as a stepping stone, but yes. it's definitely not in his case because he uses... The, this book is basically... A biography of himself, right? Right. Okay. How he went through the through the yeah, army yeah, and yeah. he was a test pilot and whatever, and he became an astronaut and yeah. everything he had and how he prepared. And it's a cool thing. You learn how NASA works. It's it's a lot of good things in those those books. I'm definitely not talking about him. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it was it it was made aware. I was made aware by the fact that it's not really that complicated to make a best selling book, even if it's not a New York bestseller. Yeah, and just have this thing, and it's this. I mean, there are a couple of videos out there that will explain you how self help books work and why this thing happens. And another example I have is with another really good book that was recommended for me by somebody I respect. It's called Mindset. Okay. Right, and it basically discusses about people being divided between two types and based on mindset. Mm-hmm. So you have people that have uh, are on 
on a growth mindset and the ones that are on a limiting mindset or whatever, how you want to call it. Oh, okay. Basically, the gist of it is you could be the type of a person that thinks you have to know everything and you have to be on point always, but you have to be. It's your duty to be. And that doesn't leave you any place of actually learning or studying anything because if you... If you give effort in, into a topic, then it means you're not on top of it. Okay. Whereas people who want to grow and understand that they need to do this and everything, they will grow bigger and better in whatever they do. And the, the whole book has this idea, which is really cool. I'm still struggling at times to internalize it, although I understand it, but internalizing it's a completely different process. Okay. But the almost everything in that book is just stories about or examples in various areas about this thing, like in sports and business and academics and whatever. It's just two people comparing how they used to do this and how the other one did this. And it's just examples of the same idea. Right. Yeah. The first time I think that I actually encountered this and I was really disappointed was first year of college. Okay. The first seminar we had with the first professor, my first contact with anything academic mm-hmm. was this really cool professor I was awestruck by him and I still respect him to this day, but he recommended us a book that he said it basically saved his third marriage. Wow. Right? Sounds really cool. It was called something like, why do men watch the game and women view themselves in the mirror? Something like that. Like, why do men watch football and women watch themselves in the mirror? Isn't it something like, why... Can women multitask and men can read maps or some shit? Well, basically, it's that. Yeah, but it's basically that. Talk with that. Yes, indeed, and it's it's three hundred pages about how we evolve as human beings. Men were the ones who were hunters and gatherers, and we have like a one point of focus that it's way ahead of us, and we go in that direction, whereas. Well, as uh, women have this peripheral vision that is more centered yeah. around themselves than just in one direction. Basically, you can just sum it up. With, there's this one joke about a household and a woman taking care of the kids while the man is somewhat vaguely aware that there are some small human beings next to him. <laughs> right? It's just this thing. Yeah. It's the same idea repeated over and over and over and over and over again. I get in so much trouble when I tell people that. What? The, the, like the, the what the whole evolution the fucking, concept or the yes the fucking genetic reality that is ingrained in us that no one wants to accept like obviously i'm not saying that you know men should go out and work and women should stay in the kitchen far from me the, the thought like everyone's you know free and equal to do whatever the fuck they want it's just that we have fucking genetic predispositions to certain things and certain ways that we do things it's just that everyone's so fucking <sighs> self-absorbed and self-entitled and they're like no i'm better than everyone else and it's like no we're not really i mean yes to some extent i'm sorry i got in a yeah really this got weird, political really i fast. got a really <laughs> weird tangent i it's, it's just really irks me on a very personal level so like i can't help myself i'm sorry i'll shut up <laughs> i mean i've talked about this with uh, people a couple of times and the way i view this thing is obviously and there's no doubt about it, women have been, pros- not prosecuted, what's the word I'm looking for? They were held back by society yes. a lot in the in the past. Yes. And at some point when the whole feminist movement and women got their rights and they 
were able to do something to start fighting for their for their own. It, it's it's like a how can I say a sinusoid function, but in <laughs> layman terms, it's like a wave. If you want, like you found several waves. You start from the bottom when the women hadn't had the right to vote or whatever, and it was bad, and then it got better. But now it's somewhat. I think it, it feels somewhat overcompensating, and then it will go back. Just in the way, like, not overcompensating. How how do I want to put this? It's just the way. Not the fact that it's overcompensated. The the of aggressiveness with which is um, dealt upon, dealt with. You kind of lost me there. I kind of lost you there. So. Let me think. How can I put this in a more, more easier terms? A different one will be, and oh my God, this is going to get political really fast. It's <laughs> the way I try to explain to people why uh, they, there are uh, LGBTQ parades out okay. there, right? Because the argument about it is I'm straight. I don't need to do this. Okay. I don't need parades. But then I'm telling you, these... These people have been oppressed and they've been judged by society and they've yeah. been the paria of everything for yeah. so long. They need to show everybody that they exist, that they're important, that yes. they, they matter. Yeah? yeah, they need to show themselves out there, and they yeah. need to do this because nobody else would listen. Exactly. But Agreed. it's definitely needed. But that's why it shows up so aggressive. Like they need to do parades, they need to be out there, they need to expose themselves, they need to be in the public eye more yeah. than the normal case will have to be and my hope is eventually that these things will become so normal that will be accepted that there will be no need to fight for them anymore same thing for yeah. lgbtq same thing for womanism for, for everything it just i hope i so the way i see it is we are fighting now and then at some point it'll just become normal the way it just it will just come to a balance yeah i hope so because yeah i get like i get annoyed by overexposure as well and i'm just gonna leave it at that like i'm annoyed overexposure like i agree that everyone has the right to to their you know has freedom and has free speech and all that and they should go out and fight for their rights and everything like that it's just that i don't like overexposure it's like uh i don't want to get political i don't think you need to get political i think to i, I can sum it up easily the th the thing that it really annoys you is the fact that this thing is needed, or the people I feel that what? they need to do this. You know what? I never phrase it like that, but I think you're right. It's the fact that, like, yeah, I, on the one hand, you know, I am very pro LGBTQ, and I'm very sort of like, yeah, you know, it's, but it's it, that's the thing. It's, it's it's out of frustration. It's out of frustration that they don't have the rights because what my instinct is not to be like yay go go and you know have a parade it's more like it's more like why the fuck do you need to have a parade you know like just it's fine yeah like, your primate instinct is why is this needed yeah exactly it's but like, you don't understand the whole background because i don't mind it right i don't like let's say that someone's gay or or something right and i'm like yeah. i don't that that's the thing like i'm not like yay go it's more like i don't care it's like that's fine it's perfectly fine i don't mind it's not my problem. We could talk about it. I'm not, you know, in any way bothered by it. So, yeah, the fact that there has to be this need for that is more like, ah, oh, shit, like, where the fuck did we go wrong? You know, it's it's frustrating. It's like, I wish there was no need for that and everyone could just fucking be happy because, like, I don't care about... Because that's at the end of it, that's the thing. It's like, that's what's bothering in a sense because it's your personal life. 
you know? And it's like, it should not be a topic of debate. Whatever the fuck you do at home, as long as not, as long as you're not breaking any laws or hurting anybody, should not be anyone else's business. Exactly. It should not be. Like, it, you're free to do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you're not doing anything illegal or, you know, breaching anyone else's freedom. No, I'm just going to repeat this just to make sure my name is in the clear out there. Yeah. It's the same. You just need to give, like, in my opinion, like, everybody should just have equal opportunities and then just people minding their own business. Yeah. Right? And just let everybody be happy. In the words of Jordan Peterson, equal opportunity, not equal outcome. <laughs> I think it will never be equal outcome. I don't think it will be. We're too diverse as a species and stuff. and That's an interesting debate, too. Which one? Like, how, how diverse we are to gene pool and, you know, all the, all the things that make us so different and so unique and how we, you know... Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, I kind of want you to phrase it in an arguable way. This is such a fucking minefield for me to talk about these things. So I'm just like really careful how to phrase it. And then I just kind of lo- I get lost in the details. The bottom line is y'all are cool no matter where you put your privates in who else's privates or whatever. Or whatever privates that you have. Yeah, you know, whatever. And as long as you're over 18 and... You're not breaking any laws. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Who gives Who gives a shit? Yeah, I wish I had more friends who would actually say that. Who'd be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll fight for your rights. It's just like you know, it, it's cool. But it's, it's kind of like an aloof cool, you know? Because <clears throat> that's mm. that's because that's when you have um, extremes. Right, right. Because, because, like, it makes sense. Yes, the parades and all that. It makes sense why you have so many people going so berserk of like, oh, all my rights and stuff. And like, that's, I guess, the thing that I can't relate with because I, technically, to that person, I am on the other side. I am like the enemy, to quote unquote. Right, I am the oppressor, the straight twenty-something-year-old white guy. Right, you're the middle-class <clears throat> white privileged exactly. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Obviously, I, I will never, ever understand what, what life is for, for such a person, right? For someone who's gay or for someone who's sort of in the LGBTQ spectrum or whatever. I will never understand that. And I and when I see extremism of any kind against it or pro it, it's just it's a bit it's a bit bothering. It's a bit like but again, like I said, not because of the person who's doing it, but because of the fact that it has to be done. Because, like, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I get... Because I don't know what you're going through, I get why you're so extreme about it. About showing your your rights and proving your rights. But at the same time, I would just wish we were all aloof being like, yeah, whatever. I put my PP in another PP. You know, I don't care. And that's that's fine. It's fine and nobody <laughs> should care. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish more people were like that. But I don't know if, given the current uh, landscape, I don't think that's the solution. But, you know, I wish we were, like, 100 years or whatever in the future where that is, like, the com- the normal. Being like, yeah, you know, whatever. Cool. <laughs> Just to switch from the political context, because it feels a bit like a minefield right now talking about it. Let's go to a more... I have a stoner thought about this. A what? A stoner thought. Okay. I Just picture this, all right? We're kind of over time, but go ahead. We're I'll kind indulge. of over time. Yeah, I'll okay. indulge. We got really bad habit with we guests. Um, 
Have you ever thought about it? Like right now we have the possibility of changing genders yes. as an individual, right? Which wasn't the case before. Yes. And we don't really need to exert ourselves physically. We should, but we don't need to. Like I have this argument, conversation with people, like the only place right now where you, everybody, I mean, everybody needs to have some somewhat of cardio condition is in the bedroom. <laughs> Okay. Right, because otherwise you can do anything, almost anything, just by sitting. Right. Even that, if you well, really, yeah. if you want to go there. What if, on a very long time scale, mm-hmm. we are somewhat approaching the idea of the gray unisex alien we had previous? Oh, that'd be so cool! History, right. I'd like that. You'd like that. Yeah. Would you? To feel all the pleasure of all the genders? Fuck yeah. Nobody said that. Well. Like, the image uh, I had, like, the 80s aliens or whatever, is just, like, this unisex Ken doll looking like gray doll with big eyes and huge head. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if they have something that will make them feel the pleasure of all sexes, all genders, or everything. Wait, you think we're approaching that? I'm not sure. I mean... It definitely looks like we kind of go to a way in which we can control everything in this way, right? Like right. you can now change genders, you can get skinnier, you can get, you definitely, we're getting smarter. But that's, I don't know, man. I don't necessarily agree because there's so much noise about every fucking individual asserting that I am this gender or I am this non gender or I am this and this and that. And every like individual has a different thing they want to be. That it feels like it's going in the exact opposite direction of every fucking person's going in a completely different direction. Not that everyone was sort of like neutralizing. Yeah, but at the same time, I th- I looked at it as there was this thing when written word appeared. When what? Written word. Yeah. And the the old Greek philosophers or Greek scholars or whoever, there's one guy I think who said this, but I cannot remember for the life of me said that because of the written word, we will lose all our memory abilities. Right? Because you can write down everything, but we don't need to remember anything. Right. And that obviously haven't happened, didn't happen. No. And now we can do everything. We can change everything and everybody fights for their indiv- individuality. Right. But I can see one possible outcome in the far future when this will happen. And that's this one. One of them could be this one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm whenever confronted with this topic, I always draw inspiration from sci-fi books and movies. Right. Because I thought it's the closest you have this like a, a projection of the future. Okay, definitely. And where did that lead you? Well, in Asimov's books. You do have the, uh, I can't remember the name of the, like the central planet of the Galactic Empire, but there was this area where they did sort of evolve in that direction of being like uniformly sort of perfect. They can adapt to any environment on that planet. They can, they have all the, the PP parts, you know, and they don't. They're like hermaphrodites. Exactly. They can feel the pleasure like, of everything. Yeah. They're just, they're, I, I say they're neutral, right? They, they, 
they're not one way or another. They're like adapted to anything, sort of. So there's there's that one outcome, I guess. <clears throat> but then you know you have sort of that's like the only one thing I can think of. Everything else is more like we're so individualistic, I guess. That's not the word. Sort of more unique. Each one of us is so fucking unique. I don't think. I don't th- like okay. Gene pools, right? The thing right. I mentioned earlier, like the Spartans that you know they had a baby who had like the slightest sort of quote unquote defect, they just throw it in a pit and be like, "Nah, I'm done. I don't give a shit." That's harsh. That's cruel, right? That would not fly in today's society. But if you think about it from a biological standpoint, that helped the species evolve better in a sense because you always had like the perfect sort of genetic candidate to to uh what am i trying to say to to uh, to progress per, per, yeah to perpetuate the species exactly right? basically now you'd we take, don't you take what is called like uh darwin's thing evolution not evolution yeah but natural selection but you take it in your own hands exactly yeah, and yeah you yeah. decide where yeah. you get, everywhere it goes well we're always taking it in our own hands because the counter example for that is in today's society where uh everyone has an equal chance of life uh no matter and you know there there are people alive who have disabilities all sorts right from mental to physical and there are ways for them to to live you know a yeah but a i life. would argue that's the opposite of it because but it, we're still taking it into our own hands because we're taking it in our hands but we're not deciding who goes for forwards further we just make sure that everybody can go for, forwards we are making sure that everybody can go forward but we're not actually letting everybody go forward because we're not technologically advanced altogether right we don't have the technology to to allow everyone to live no matter what defects they have or whatever not you want to no call matter, them not no matter but we can definitely birth. we can definitely accommodate from of wire their spectrum we can i would argue i would argue that the spartan way of deciding who goes further is will happen once we have crispr and technologies that will allow us to do gene editing more on a more industrial more normal ways right and then you can decide that your baby will be this this is and that and that (laughs) designer babies right exactly that That, that's that's the point when we take natural selection in our hand right now we're just fighting against it yeah yeah what we're talking about natural selection yeah relating to that what was the main overarching topic what were we arguing about <laughs> humans growing up to be aliens oh yeah uh i don't know because in a, in a way it would kind of make sense if you want to take it to the sci-fi world because the moment when you have everybody being gray or neutral mm-hmm. right you free up the mental bandwidth that needs to deal with this kind of topics and that is can, true you can just focus on technology and pursuing whatever star discoveries and explorations <laughs> that's i just thought of your analogy and feel free to contradict me but that just sounds like saying if everyone would be blind there would be no racism because you wouldn't see skin color <laughs> well basically yeah yeah if you eliminate race there's no racism yeah exactly everyone's blind so yeah yeah, but I, I don't know. I allow me to be a little bit cynical, and I'm sure that oh, we can definitely we argue because I wouldn't want to live in that world either. No, no, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that we would still, even like if we were all blind and there would be no racism because you wouldn't see. I'm sure we would still find something to fight about in some way. Like 
maybe you know you feel someone you touch someone you can i don't know evolve your senses generationally to a point where you know that someone's different in you in some way and you hate them for some reason it's just that's interesting that that this is an interesting topic because this what we were talking about leads up to this discussion of fighting our <clears throat> humanity because wait hold that train hold that thought how deep are we and how long are we in the in the podcast we're way overdue okay we're like one hour should we stop it and then just record another one let's do that let's do that okay uh bye yeah, that's that bye people can <laughs> join in next, <laughs> join in, in the next See episode you next time on a new episode of tangents with colleen and mike hashtag cliffhanger yeah bye <laughs>